And good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. How's everybody doing? How are you doing, sir? I'm doing fabulous. How are you doing, sir? Not too bad. Had a nice little Halloween with the kids last night, and we yeah. uh, got back from Daytona. So we we got a lot of a lot of race action to talk about, as always here today. I'm excited. I hope you are as well. I am. Morning, Mr. Haldane. Morning, Mr. Schroeder. We are looking forward to talking to you guys here today. Guys, we appreciate you here on us, or on here with hold us, on. I hold should on, say. Hold on. Stop the presence. <laughs> the one is actually viewing today. <laughs> well, good morning. How are you guys today? Let me see here. Sorry to interrupt you, but that, that kind of blew my mind right there no no you are fine sir you are fine i'm just trying to you're you're cutting out a little on my end and i don't know i'm just making sure we're we're good here yeah. so is that better that sounds a little better yes okay so we'll, we'll keep that for now we'll see if see if that works out for us here guys again thanks thanks so much for tuning in here this morning as always we appreciate each and every one of you and gotta give a big shout out to the people who make it all happen here, and that's Sean Wayne, Sean Wayne, John Sean. Wayne Buzzard, you know, for at First Financial Bank, and the rock star realtor there, Sean Nugent. He was he was slapping the bass last night. Say, did you see that bass he was playing? That oh. Fox bass that was pretty badass. What do you say? That was like nineteen. What? It was definitely vintage. Sixty. It was sixty something Vox. Yes. I never even Vox made a bass. No, that thing it looks sweet out there. So he's slapping the bass and he's getting you a house all in one there. And like Daniel said over there today, maybe maybe he'd even give you a little song if you bought a house from him. You never know. You never know. Hey, maybe we can uh, get uh, me and uh, Sean can get together and you, Sean, all three of us get together and do a little collab. That'd be pretty fun there. It's always a good time. And man, oh, man, I'm trying to think here. I think we're good to go. So, uh, 1966 Vox Bass is what uh, the one said. It See, was a six. Good thing you turned in this morning, the one. We got Dwayne on here. You know, I was talking to Dwayne uh, a little, what, yesterday, maybe two days ago. And uh, I was showing, you know, said, man, Daytona's so big. And he showed me his spotter's view from Daytona because that thing, it's so high up. I was telling you, it's like an NFL stadium back across the, uh, the the st uh, stands there and it was funny because damon we drove like we saw the back end of it and then we come across the front and damon's like man what do they got going on there today and i just start dying laughing because the the seats are all colored so it does from a distance man it looks like that that house is packed <laughs> right right <laughs> so, uh and, and since we're talking Dwayne spotting and stuff like that. Let's just go ahead and just jump into IndyCar then. Boom. There it is. So uh, oh, I have a question since you brought up about the spotter and and since Dwayne's on here. Now with Daytona and a track being that big and that size, are are you the only spotter or, or is that a race where you add another spotter like maybe the other end of the track or in a different area? So, so where he was ahead. saying in the uh the road course, because I actually asked him like, how do you guys uh uh like is there like six of you guys or something he's like no there's two of us 
and we have to okay. split the shifts throughout the day because it's a 24 hour, you know, and I can't imagine by that time he said it's hard to really, you know, stay focused the entire time, which I can only imagine you're sitting out there for four hours, but I can, I, I, I mean, I can't speak for him, but it looked like when he sent me that uh, picture that he had up there, you could see a good amount of that track because of how high you were up in the air. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm sure you can, but even still, I mean, perception. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and hold on. No, just one at a time for the 24. You can see the whole track pretty easy. Okay. <laughs> he said another Dwayne spelled the same. Look at that. We got <laughs> two, two Dwaynes in here. We're bringing the Dwaynes together. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, exactly. One weekend at a time here. Instead of Dwayne Wayne, it's Dwayne Dwayne. <laughs> Not Duran Duran. Duran Duran, yeah. Hey, I like Duran Duran. Uh, so, yeah. So, getting on with the IndyCar then. So, we, we saw, you know, the wrap-up last weekend. That was the final race at St. Pete, which I, I'm I'm jealous because our buddy, Mr. Hanowski, was down there. And uh, that's definitely a track I want to go see. But anyways, so, wraps up. New Garden did everything he needed to do, but in the end, Dixon is uh, the NTT IndyCar champion for uh, 2020. So they even said, like, throughout, like, even if double points were a an issue or were a factor there, Dixon still would have taken that. So, yeah, he, yeah. he did what he needed to do on that day. Now, I, I did say that uh, Joseph would be my record there. I didn't think he was going to get the win. He got the win, but still yep. just wasn't able to hold Dixon off our – you can't at that point you did everything you could you you can't uh put the ball in anybody else's court because you won the race i believe you got the fastest lap uh so you, i mean you got everything you needed to unfortunately for you though dixon did what he needed to as well so kind of the uh a flip-flop of last year where new garden goes out and he needed to place eighth or better he placed eighth or better and it was it was exactly what dixon went out there and he just knew he had a what get up above twenty second, I think was the the magic number. I mean, basically he just had to finish the race pretty much. Uh, yeah, exactly. So uh, now I, it wasn't a given going into the weekend, but like I said, I mean, you you saw Dixon just perform, and, and that's why they call him the Ice Man right there. That that's yeah. why. He he does what he does. I mean, you know, it's it's when it's time to clock in, he goes out there and he does work. I mean. And to me, and we've discussed this before, it seems like Dixon's, not to sound cliche or anything, he's like a fine wine. He gets better with age. Oh, no, I, I agree with you. He's really gotten stronger as he has gotten older. Right. And I mean, you look at next year, he's what, 41? I believe he's, I believe Scott Dixon's 41. He will be next year. Mm -hmm. Maybe 42. But I, I, I would expect going into next season that, you know, he's got to be a favorite to win the championship again. Oh, absolutely. That, and I, I could see him still having another three, maybe four year uh, career, oh, yeah. especially with the advancement oh, yeah. of the arrow screen. Speaking of which they were out at Indy testing this week. Uh, and that's what the testing was for to try to get a little more interesting package or a little more drafting, uh, efficiency, if you will. They want a little more passing there at the 500, stuff like that. So they take them out to the Oval here in October. They run them out there, and uh, 
Dwayne was out there spotting. He had a little heater out there, man. I can only imagine how cold that was because it was uh, Thursday and Friday this week. Who man? Uh, what day? Well, Thursday wasn't bad, right? I think Thursday was a nice day, and Friday was kind of chilly. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, boy, sitting up there, you know it's windy up at the top where those guys are standing. Boy. Oh, definitely. Uh, real fast. Morning, Caleb. Morning, Brooks. Morning, Randy. So, Thanks, you guys. For- um, um, so. Since we're talking championship and, and you know, we, we brought up Dwayne and if everybody watching or listening doesn't know that uh, Mr. Elwanger works for Andretti and is uh, Rossi's spotter. So let's let's discuss Rossi real fast. Mm-hmm. Um, he was having you know, a Ross- great race there for a, uh, a little bit there. He, he was. And and there again, you know, Rossi's brought up in that championship discussion and, and just comes up short. And, you know, when I say this, I'm not being derogatory in, in any means, but is Rossi, does Rossi need to leave Andretti to finally get that championship? Is, is, it, is it that Andretti has too many cars and too many fires going at one time? They're not focusing on getting Rossi that championship. And, and that's something we've talked about before is all the – uh, the things that that Andretti Autosport team has going on with, what, five five teams and then a, a satellite team there as well. So you're focusing on six, and on top of that, you do. You have an Indy Lights team. Uh, you, you have a rally team. I mean, that's something we're seeing Penske, and this could be because Penske's more so involved in the series and the track now, but he's starting to toss aside some of these other side projects he had, like the IMSA. Um, and, and different uh, uh, adventures like that, and, and starting to focus more so because he's saying, all right, well, you know, this was a, an off year for the team, his NASCAR team, you know, not – not it, it, they're performing because uh, I do believe they got somebody in the, the playoffs, correct? Uh, yes. So um, you're looking uh, at Penske, but I, I think you really want to put your, your focus – and put put what you need to there in the uh, the basket where the the entertainment where the money is there. So I, I do think that Andretti might be spread a little thin right now. And I don't know behind the scenes there with Andretti, so I don't know um, uh, exactly uh, how how do I put this exactly like the the management. Because it, it I, I think it trickles down from Michael. Obviously, Michael's not focused on all of his his ventures here. He's got a little stock in every one, and his main focus is IndyCar. You see him at those races. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, I, I'm with you there. It may be a little a little thinly spread there over at Andretti Autosport. I I agree, and and you know maybe maybe you need to look at um you know, thinning the herd a little bit going, going with a three car team and, and you find that, um, and not knocking Michael, My, Michael, you be the owner and, and, you know, you're CEO and you're doing all your behind the scenes things, but you find you a, a Tim Sendrick, right. They can run your three car team to focus on all three teams. And, and you go out there with one goal in mind is to get a championship and, win races i mean and and they've proven they can win races 
they just can't get that championship. Right, absolutely. And I mean they they've got it with what did did Hunter Ray grab one? Or no, he didn't. Uh, did he? Yes. he? Yeah, uh, yeah, he did. did. Yes. Um, and, so uh, uh, Weldon when he was with Andretti, right? But I mean to do that, I mean you you got to look pretty far back to to see. Now they're obviously they're competing. They're up in those talks every year. They're right there. They've got the young gun of Colton Herta, but that right, right there again, I think that's where you look and you see. Okay, well we've got Alexander Rossi. He's in his prime right now. I I, I do. I, I think he's he's in his absolute prime right now. And then you're gonna line him up with Colton Herta, who wants to tear these guys up. I, he he does. He wants. He's talked about moving to F1. He wants to still progress. He wants to be the top of the tier, and he's a young guy with big balls to do this all. Oh, I agree. I agree with everything you're saying right there. And going back to when Hunter Ray won his championship, I, I don't think they had the five, six-car team back then. I think it was uh, three or four. Yeah, Maybe. it was three or four then because I'm trying to think who was all on the team. I believe it was TK, Ryan Hunter Ray. Marco. Dan had still been there, and Marco. Yeah, either that or it was Hinch. I don't know if Hinch was around then. Yeah, it might have been Hinch. So, but uh, yeah, they weren't. I don't think as as spread out. Now they may have brought in an extra car for the 500, but right, and they've always done that since Andretti's been in conception. They've always had that where they're bringing in another driver for the 500 or two. Right. So, but now I I, I think we're seeing a lot of uh, progression here in IndyCar. I think the sport is growing like none other. Something we didn't expect to see happen yeah. because yeah. we're seeing a couple other teams now that may be in the middle of, of forming right now. And uh, I, I think that Meyer Shank, they got a big investment. We talked about that. I think they're flirting yep. with the second car now. You see, uh, uh, man, I'll tell you, uh, Carlin can't catch a break. No, not whatsoever. Carlin can't catch a break, man. He, he, he finds the good drivers, and then these other teams just eat them up. They just eat them up. I mean, but, you know, in, in that sense, and real fast, Ty B TV in the house. What's up, Tyler? Uh, in that sense, where if I was Carlin, I would almost go to a, a, a Penske or Ganassi or somebody like that and said, hey, you know, I, I'm, I'm getting these young gun drivers that, you know, other teams are coming after. Why don't you partner up with me and, and let me be like your satellite team or developmental team, if you will, and I'll bring these drivers in. They can they can get their feet wet in my team and my car before they step up into your car. Right, and and that's the way I would look at that. But I just feel you know it's unfortunate for uh, for these guys because they find the the skill, they find these guys that can drive these cars, and they end up losing them. So what we're talking about here is below moving to Ganassi now. So didn't see that coming at all. I didn't either. But then again, we didn't see Felix leaving. Right, and and then but you look and I do believe Carlin drivers for the most part are paid drivers, so or pay to pay to drive. So yeah. I I want to say that you look down the line, that was a pretty uh, uh, enticing deal for Mister Ganassi there to to bring in a little more money because Felix probably didn't pay to to take that ride. I am guessing that was not a pay to 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 play. No. So, no, I'm sure Felix got got his right on his reputation. 
<laughs> right, absolutely. So now Ganassi's got a little extra money. They got Carvana to to uh, invest in that Johnson Endeavor. They're still not announcing the uh, what everybody thinks will be uh, Johnson's kind of uh, um, uh, what do you want to call him? His Batman and Robin, whatever. <laughs> there, your which would be TK. Um, and then uh, you you still have. Uh, Erickson, who was officially announced to be signed back on for next year in the eight ride. Yes. So we are seeing these teams become a little bigger, but like I, I still think we go back and, and you, you look, I, I just think that 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 team is too spread out over Eddie Andretti. And if, if you take it down, just just one car, I think that can allow you to focus on a lot more and what's going on there. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I, I think they need to uh, go to, I, I would say, a three-car team. Uh, you know, but the, and the sad thing about it is, you know, that, that takes a couple cars out of the field, so hopefully somebody could step in and, and take over those two-car team, uh, a two-car team, or another team take on one-and-one one or something like that, so you keep the cars around. But I just think, you know, Andretti has too many fires going to concentrate on that championship. Like I said, they can go out and win races. They just can't get the championship deal done. They right. can't keep that consistency throughout the whole season. And we've seen that with all their drivers. We've seen her to go out and be lightning fast at some tracks. And the next weekend he's fallen out of the race. Right. Same with Rossi. Uh, you know, Ryan Hunter Ray's had an up and down season for the past few seasons. Um, and then, uh, I'm trying to think, um, Oh, who had the one ride? You, you met him out at um, uh, PRI. Um, Veach. Yeah, Zach Veach. So, go ahead. And, and and I don't think that Veach is a terrible driver. I just think he was on that team that kind of wasn't the main focus of Andretti. And I could be wrong. I, I don't work for Andretti. I'm not behind the scenes, so I don't see this. This is just my opinion and my speculation. So Dwayne is throwing a little behind the scenes here, and he said what he heard a little was Chip was dragging his feet in Felix's contract, which I could see because you hadn't heard that, hey, he's coming back in this 10 ride yet. So they go out and they found him another deal, and he was looking to uh, end up, you know, re-signing him in that 10. But at the end of the day, you know, like uh, Dwayne says, they did. They courted him for uh, a few years really enticing him to come to IndyCar, and now, poof, gone. There you go. So uh, I, I'd like to know, Dwayne, your opinion, too, on kind of what we touched last week. Do you think Felix is almost setting himself up for that, maybe that one ride in F1 now with joining that McLaren team? I'd like to know a little insider opinion there. But, uh, you know, we had another buddy out at the track there last week in St. Pete, and they had – what was a fantastic ride of momentum. They are riding on the biggest wave down in Hawaii as they're floating into next season there, and that's the A.J. Foyt team signing Sebastian Bourdais, yeah. yes. banging out of fourth place. Man, wow. And Tim says, man, if it wasn't for a little strategy, I think we could have got him on the podium. Yeah, because I talked to him, um, what did we race, uh, Thursday night? I think we raced together. Yeah, yeah, it was Thursday night. And uh, he hopped on there, and I said, hey, you know, congratulations on that finish. 
he's like, yeah, he goes, I, I, I really, I really want to make it into the fast six. He goes, we just had a mishap and we should have been in it. I said, but you know what? I said, uh, a fast six isn't the same as a fourth place finish in the race. He goes, you know what? You're right. And I was like, you know, that's a hell of a finish for your team. That's, that's something that team really needed. You know, it's not a win, but, but going and looking through their season, the ups and downs they've had in the last race of the season, you get a top five finish. You, you that, that builds tremendous momentum going into the next season. Absolutely there. Yep. And, and Dwayne says, no, he thinks he is a little too old now yeah, for that. I, and, and I would, I would agree with that, but uh, in just setting up the best seat right now, and you look at that team. I mean, we talked about uh, a pair that if these guys can mesh well and get along, that McLaren team's going to be tough here next year. Oh, I definitely agree with that. I mean, they already, especially Pato. Pato really showed the the strength and uh, the direction that team's going in. You know, with this being their pretty much – this was their first full season in IndyCar. I mean, they had ran some one-offs with uh, Fernando at the 500. Right. But, and, and you could say it wasn't because, you know, you had – Arrow and uh, Peterson and Schmidt all in IndyCar previously, but you bring McLaren in and you bring in some changes and everything. So it, it, in a sense, it was a new team this year. So, but yeah, I think going into next year with that team, with uh, Felix and Pato, they, they, they got a legit shot at going out and winning some races and, and, and possibly fighting for the championship. Yeah, absolutely. I would completely agree with you there. And I think it's going to be a completely exciting thing, uh, yeah, just a season to really watch here next year. So we talk about uh, kind of uh, I I don't know on that one. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna let you answer that. Maybe <laughs> no, I think that's a little spam. Um, so uh, we uh, move Dude, over. What? We talk contract talks. We're and- not talking gemstones here. <laughs> We talk contract talks and still a contract yet to be signed. I, I, I kind of flip uh, uh, styles of racing here as a, a changing point, if you will. But um, uh, Lewis Hamilton, you look down the, the line, still not signed to a deal with Mercedes for next year. At this point, do they know something that we don't know? Is Lewis possibly stepping away or does he wait that one more year, I don't think he's going to run in the the new cars. You, you know, I I, th- I think he's just dragging his feet on the contract, or maybe he wants some money that they're not offering, or there, there could be something simple there, but you definitely see Lewis Hamilton back in a Mercedes next year. But uh, I kind of agree with you on that. I, I don't know if Lewis is going to stay around for the newer car. You know, m- maybe he's just like, you know what? I've been through all these car changes. I've won my championships. I've broke records as far as race wins, poles, podiums, all this. What more do I have to prove? So my my thing is on that, the, the one thing he has to prove, and this is the big thing, if you're looking at his legacy, everything, people want to say, you always had the best car. All right, I'm going to go out one season here where these cars are equal, somewhat equal, because we know they're not going to be dead equal until like five years past this, but he's not waiting around that long. So you you look at uh, uh, what they're they're pushing on the line here, and you 
you you would think if he's got something to prove, then it would be the fact that he could look at the 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 fans of F1, his fans, Schumacher's fans, people that don't like him, his haters, and, and say, hey, I came out here and I won this title with a, a fair ride across everybody. Now what do you want to say? Now I'm walking away. So I think maybe if you see it, it's one year. And still, I think that Mercedes has a benefit. But at the end of the day, he can say, hey, it was a fair ride. And I went out there and did it. And then he's going to bow. Because I don't think Lewis wants to see himself decline in the sport. Well, but, you know, going back to that, and everybody always wanted to say that he's always been the best ride. Technically, he hasn't. Because when he started out in F1, he was with uh, McLaren. And they were pretty yeah, fired. <laughs> they were pretty good, dude. I'm not saying they weren't they weren't good, but they I wouldn't say that was the best car because that was still uh Michael was still around and he was still running the Ferrari and the Ferrari was the car to beat. Right. And, um who else uh, uh was um was Vettel in the Red Bull at that time? No, the Red Bull wasn't around when Hamilton first started out. Uh because uh, Red Bull originally was Braun. That was the Braun team. And that was Jensen Button. And I don't remember who his teammate was now. It wasn't Coltair, was it? Uh, I don't remember. I don't think it was David Coulthard. So, yeah, I, 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 for some reason that rang a bell. But I don't, yeah, I, I don't think I'm correct there. But no, Scott, what I'm saying there is with the change of the regulations and the cars, I don't think we see Lewis move out of Mercedes. I, I know people have talked about like what Dwayne says there with Ferrari. Um, and, and, you know, you, everybody kind of wants to see uh, your your big F1 names in a Ferrari. They want to see that that uh, red car and a historical name there. But I think at the end of the day, he finishes his career with Mercedes. Um, but I, I do think he, he possibly rides that one year into the new regulations where they take that and then – uh, go forward with and uh, really put together, you know, uh, um, the the fair rides, like I'm saying, uh, the with those new regulations. So that if he could go out there and beat Lando and beat Daniel Ricardo and beat Charles Leclerc, those those young, Max Verstappen, these young guys, excuse me, in that in that car then yes, you can bow. You can say goodbye. I deserved every last win I got here. In my mind, that's what he has to prove. But at the end of the day, if he wants to walk away and say, see ya, in my mind, like we talked about last week when he broke the record, hey, it, it's it's as simple as, man, you, you got a, uh, y- you deserve the right to ride in these cars. So that that's the way I look at it. Um, I, I agree with Dwayne, though. Because, you know, and when it comes to F1, every driver, when they get into F1, they want to drive for Ferrari. Right. Ferrari Ferrari is the team in F1 that every driver out there wants to drive for. And as bad as Ferrari is right now, you can go up and down pit road, and I guarantee half those drivers still want to drive for Ferrari just because it's Ferrari. Right. No, I agree with you there. So after today's well, show, Perez end up <laughs> at, at 
regarding Schroeder's uh, comment or Schrader. Sorry, Schroeder, uh, you were right. I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Dwayne says he uh, comes with a nice company car. That's true. Yes, it does. A very nice. Good morning, Mr. Trowbridge. You just missed TT talk. I think Perez but, uh, ends up uh, here. Here's my boss. I don't think he does. I, I think Perez ends up in the Red Bull. So you think they're going to get rid of Ocon? Albon. Albon, I mean. Yep, Albon, I, I really Ocon. Do. So I think Albon goes back to his seat in Alpha Tori, and he's going to be Gasly's teammate next year. And I think uh, uh, Kvyat is out. And I think now Max has said he wants Nico Hulkenberg as his teammate. He has come out and said he wants Nico in that seat. But that would be. I agree. I think either one of these guys in that Red Bull seat is better than Albon right now. Uh, I don't think. I thought both uh, Haas drivers were leaving at the end of this season. Yes, they. Yeah, they. They uh, gave them the old pink slip. I saw yeah. somebody sent me a meme. It was. Uh, Scott said Haas has re-signed both drivers for next season. No, no, not Haas no. No drivers right now after this season. I saw a meme and it was uh, Gunter or Gunther or whatever, and he was peeking his head through the door, and it was uh, the the Shining, and it was talking. He's oh, like, yeah. he says, "This time it's my time to slam the door," <laughs> <laughs> or this time I'm breaking doors, something like That's that. Pretty good. Yeah, I thought that was good there. So yeah, Magnuson and uh, um, uh, Grosjean. Are looking for rides. I think Magnuson may end up honestly finding a ride here in IndyCar, and I think Grosjean ends up like you said last week in in Formula E. Uh, I think he's already got an offer from. How do you say it's like P E U G? I'm terrible. Puget Peugeot. 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 Yeah, I think he's already gotten an offer from those guys to kind of see because uh, I, I believe they would be a new new uh, ride there in there. So. It'll be interesting to see. I, I do believe that Grosjean will end up in Formula E and Magnussen possibly over here in IndyCar. Yeah, I, I would love to see Magnussen come to IndyCar uh, because, you know, right now there's there's only a couple rides left in F1, so and there's about five drivers looking for rides. Right. So, I mean, out of, out of the two between Romain, Wreck-It Romain and uh, Magnussen, I would probably take Magnuson over Grosjean, but that's not saying much. Um, and I agree with Scott. Ferrari will bounce back. I mean, it's Ferrari they're going to, especially. I, I think Ferrari is really concentrating on uh, the new rules package. But anyways, uh, yeah, Magnuson and IndyCar, Grosjean to Formula E. Uh, um, and Dwayne says he thinks the only IndyCar seat is coin. I thought Carlin had an open seat still, too, for that uh, uh, road course ringer that they bring in. So possibly, possibly, I could be wrong, a seat there for Magnuson to kind of, because, uh, I mean, hello, hey. <laughs> a seat there for Magnuson. Because, uh, I, I mean, what a better way to introduce yourself into the car than driving the the types of, uh, courses that you were used to before you get thrown into an oval situation. I could see Magnuson taking on an oval and being okay, but at the same time, I think 
that does intimidate a lot of guys that that haven't ever raced an oval. And I'm not sure if Magnuson is honestly ever. I know he's driven in an oval with that dirt car with Stewart, but I, I don't know if he's he's been a uh, um, uh, oval driver before. So, and he says, yeah, and Carlin does have European connections. So that's where I yep. do. I think he ends up with Carlin next year in a that road course ringer kind of Why not? seat. Exactly. So. Why uh, not? Uh, good introduction, and that gives these other teams, these bigger names, a uh, a. Uh, uh, I was going to say, Foyt really has a, a ride there too. Yeah. So that really gives a, a person an opportunity to kind of step into the game and and really give it a go before having to to step in. And like he says, exactly, only three ovals next year. So really, you could yeah, come I, in as a I road course like ringer. You could go out, you could get your points for the oval and, and just go out there, run a few laps, park it. If you're not comfortable, you could still compete for a championship. Think of if, if you don't have a DNF and a road course or a street course there and your three DNFs are in the, the oval, man, you could do something there. So now it's not a road course ringer. Now you bring in an oval ringer. <laughs> right. For those you only got three oval races to worry about. So you got an oval ringer in an IndyCar. Huh? You you got two of them now. Who? TK and uh, Ed Carpenter. <laughs> Those are your oval ringers, and I wouldn't call either one of them an oval ringer. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. Those are the guys that drive your ovals. Those are your guys that drive the ovals. There. Three tracks for. Oh, they're doing. Are they? Is it a gateway doubleheader? Yeah, one of them's a double weekend. Okay, I didn't realize that. So yeah, that should be uh pretty interesting. But I mean these these street course style races, uh I mean they they would play right into that hand of Magnuson, I I think. And I don't oh, know I don't know how much an F one driver has. I, I do believe they they develop a good part of that car. So that could really help uh Texas is the double. That could really help um uh maybe uh Carlin really advance his his car right now because. Well, what did you say? The F one drivers helped develop that car, right? No. Well, I mean they got engineers, but like you talk about uh, Vettel, you talk about some of these guys in in F one. They're helping the the development of that car, no doubt. Not not as much as what you're thinking. A lot of, a lot of it's engineered back at the shop, and they design it, they build it, and then they go out and massage on it. That's why a lot of these teams have their, you know, like, uh, who was it? Uh, Ocon. Ocon was technically a Mercedes driver for a few years. Right. All he was doing was going out and, and putting test laps on this car. So anytime they would develop a new part, they would put it on a car. He would go out and develop it and test it. So you got drivers, uh, though, that are better at getting behind the wheel and giving feedback, I guess I should say, to the engineers, to those guys. And I think. A technical yeah, F F one driver, <laughs> and I think a uh, F one driver uh, could maybe give. I I'm not going to say better feedback, but with having that other uh, open wheel experience, man, you could give a little different feedback that could could really help. And maybe that's what we're seeing with Marcus Erickson and his success here in IndyCar, both on the ovals and road courses. But has Erickson really had success? 
Oh, absolutely. For a, a person coming into the series that never raced that that car in his life to come in and uh, the the first year with McLaren, you, you had you had a, a podium finish your first year in IndyCar. No doubt about it. You had success. No doubt about it. Uh, I, 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 I don't think I don't. you luck into a podium in any, not in the competition that's, that's there today. And with that McLaren seat two years ago at that, not last year. Now, I wasn't McLaren at that time. Well, right, it was still uh, Peterson Schmidt uh, or Arrow. Arrow yeah. Um, so, but you, you you look at what he did with Ganassi, and he was the the third man out. You know, they were focusing on Felix and and uh, Scott there. He was kind of that third car. We always heard, we always saw what Ganassi produced with the third car. You can't say that Marcus Erickson as a third car Ganassi person wasn't probably the best third car Ganassi driver that we've ever seen. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think here who are the third cars where you had uh, Kimball. Um, he said until he wrecked on pit lane. <laughs> but hey, it happens. It happens. And and I'm not I'm not sitting here bad mouthing Eric. So I'm not taking nothing away from him. I'm no, just, I know, I, but I, but I, I do. I think there. he's. I think he's came into the sport, and because of his uh, that open wheel knowledge, that F1 uh, type of uh, different style of racing, it's helped him acclimate to this IndyCar a little faster, a little easier than uh kimball chilton yeah <laughs> easily yeah Max chilton, I forgot about that. <laughs> easily the the best uh third driver for ganassi in a while here well i mean yeah when you got the other two kimball was a solid kimball still is a solid driver i mean he, he's not a, a slouch by any means i i am kind of surprised in all honesty that kimball has yet to be re-signed I, I mean, I think if, if you want a guy that's going to bring the car home in one piece and get you uh, uh, a top 10, top 15 finish, that's Charlie Kimball all day. Right. He's not going to get you a title. No. Uh, no, he's not He's, he's not going to do that. But I, I do, like you said, I think he's a safe and, and cautious driver there. So uh, we'll move right. into uh, another uh, little open wheel style of racing is we got the last race of the season here just – Right down the road from you, that's where your pops is at right now. You're heading out there. I may even head out there. Show's done. So, uh, Castle Motorsports Park. Absolutely. Good luck to everybody partaking in the final race out there today. I know Kason's out there. He'll be he'll be throwing it down. Asher's Asher out there. Double did you see? Uh, they did a uh, um, come again. Asher's doing double duty this weekend. He's doing kid cart, and they're going to allow him to run his cadet cart since that's what he'll be racing next year. Yep. <laughs> he said, did you really just say a safe driver? <laughs> All right. Somewhat safe. <laughs> Clean? I, I don't know. I don't know. The right. Less expensive? <laughs> Maybe that's the, the word I want to say. I don't know. Um, but uh yeah did you see i i gotta give asher and his parents credit here they had a uh a halloween costume thing out at newcastle park yesterday did, dummy. <laughs> what better at a go-kart track than a crash test dummy i thought that was phenomenal i did and i didn't know who it was i commented on somebody's picture because he said he's not a kimball fan 
Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. I I commented on somebody's picture because I, I heck I, I don't know who it is. He's got his face covered and everything, and I was like, man, crash test dummy. Fair enough, Dwayne. Fair enough, crash test dummy. Um, uh, at a go kart track. That's awesome. And Brandon comments, that's Asher. I was like, oh, that that's great right there. Yeah, that was that was. <laughs> I, I would have picked it as the winning costume. I don't know if he won or not, but yeah, I got to give him a lot of credit on that I, one. I it. <laughs> so, uh, do they have any uh, different series out there than uh, what we'd see at Whiteland? I think they run pretty much the, the same series with a little uh, maybe changes here and there between the the classes. Because I know like uh, uh, it's forty and up for the masters over at uh, Newcastle compared to thirty five over at Whiteland. Uh, yeah, I think the class structure is pretty much the same as Whiteland. Um, they'll do the KAs, they'll do, uh, 206, um, kid carts, cadet carts. It's, it's pretty much the same. You're, you're, you might have, um, I don't even think they run any shifters or anything anymore over there. Now, Newcastle does bring in different series throughout the year. They'll bring in WK, well, right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Scutha, which is super carts. Well, they have the, uh, one of the big – so, like, when you go to Daytona, that's in a four-car class between Daytona, Charlotte, Newcastle, and there's one other one. I can't remember what that other track is, but those are the the four tracks that – and I think that's really cool kind of uh, a style of race, and I'd love for us to be able to, to go down to Daytona here in December and watch those carts run there. Did you ever run in uh, Daytona? No, I never got to make it to Daytona. That would be – I think that would be a really cool experience for someone, but I'm going to be honest, and please don't take me the wrong way if you're watching and your kids are going, stuff like that. I don't know if I would take a, a younger kid out to Daytona just because I, I feel like a lot of stuff gets tore up at races like that. No, nah, I don't think you get a lot of stuff because uh, a lot of them we run, you know, the big track, and then I believe they do set up – a. Or no, I think across the street maybe they have the sprint cart track. Because like I when I ran Lowe's Motor Speedway, the Enduro series would run the big track. And then I don't know if they still have it down there, but they actually had a sprint track built inside of Lowe's Motor Speedway too. So when we go down in November, I believe it was, was uh the last race of the season, and that was for the Nationals. And it would be the Enduro Series and the Sprint Series all down there at one time. Because I'd seen – that's where I first saw Danica Patrick at. Okay. She was with her parents racing in the Sprint Series. So, uh, yes, I do remember that, Dwayne. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do remember that. I uh, <laughs> Oh it, man, I just read the, it's funny cuz he 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 hit pretty hard. He he looked like a total schmo. That's awesome. Bad that you broke three rips, but that's it awesome. That's what I love about karting right there though, man, cuz now he's spotting for guys in racing. It just shows you how much you learn in the the sport here, this introductory sport of karting. Well, but and then see, I was my my first race down there, I didn't I didn't break any ribs or anything, but we 
we were new to it. Didn't know much. I mean, dad ran back in the sixties and stuff, but everything had changed. Go down there. And of course I ran Yamaha's and knew nothing about tires or anything like that. And I had a set of good year, something on the cart, go down there. And every time I go in the sweeper, if I was trying to put any power to it, I'd spin out every lap. I come in madder than hell. I told dad, I said, this ain't working. I said, if this is how we got to race, I don't want to race. <laughs> so next weekend we come down, you know, talk to people and had a new set of Bridgestones on and ended up getting a, a newer chassis. Matter of fact. So we come down and, and that pretty much where it started. <laughs> right. No, that's awesome there. He said he ended up taking his motor off. Yep. And giving it to Johnny Rockets. Yep. He's, hey, man, I can't use this. You want to use it here? <laughs> That's yep. good stuff right there. So these guys are uh, going to finish up there. But uh, we did a little traveling here, uh, uh, Daniel, myself. And we got to experience a little uh, Daytona action there with the Speedway indoor karting. And they did a lot of uh, different advancements here so that uh, you wouldn't think a lot of uh, – technological advances in five years alone but they got like safer barrier walls now in the karting facility um and this is just you know things that andy and sarah that they they saw happen with the first one and they wanted to kind of progress it as it grew and with the second one they, they really nailed it out now with daytona and indoor facility unfortunately and andy you know he wasn't uh he, i'm not gonna say he wasn't happy because obviously you're happy when you you get to see a dream like this come true. But uh, every every racer you hear electric and you go like this, Ugh. Ugh. you know. Yeah, <laughs> you cringe. But with the the humidity down in an indoor facility to do gas inside of there, I guess would have been just a logistical nightmare. So I, I get why they went with the electric. CRG knocks it out of the park. With these carts, I was telling Chris before uh, the show here, Howdy, that uh, there was a little push to pass on these things. That's, man. that's pretty awesome. <laughs> so, and, and there's another button that you there, can there uh, is <laughs> pedals and seats and stuff. <laughs> so I was hitting the wrong button. I I didn't see the push to pass up near the the top of the wheel. I saw the up arrow, thinking, well, I knew there was a down arrow. I didn't know what that was. I don't want to slow down, so I hit the up arrow. I want to go fast. Well, that's not doing anything when you're driving the cart because that's what somebody was like, well, did you not realize your pedal's moving? I was like, no, they didn't move at all, but I didn't speed up either. I don't think this was working. It's like, no, you're hitting the wrong button there. Oh, I get you. I get you. <clears throat> but I got to go out with Elliot around the, the slick track. It was Elliot, myself, uh, Daniel, and uh, Andy, actually. And we that slick track, you want to feel what a, a dirt cart kind of feels like? Man, that was fun. They don't have to powder the track. Whatever they the uh, material was on the floor, the one of the uh, guys from CRG was showing me. He's like, "Look at the tires here. They like polish. <laughs> you would think they would tear up on a track sliding around and stuff. It looks like they get newer as you uh, continue to go on there. So it was pretty, really uh, a cool thing to see. But uh, it was fun to to race Elliot. His dad's like, "All right." You don't pass them in two laps. You got to do 25 push-ups. So the whole time I'm going there like, all right, I got to keep this kid behind me for two laps. I got to make this cart as wide as possible. Here. He got me right at the end of lap two. I was, Darn it. 
should have put him in the tires. You can't. You try so hard to do something I, like I, that I, to him. I mean, they, they would have let you because Andy was having fun out there. And, and when you get out on the track with Elliot, it's kind of like a, uh, uh, a no holds barred. They know you're not going to kill each other. And they know you're not going to tear it up, but you can have a little more fun than uh, what you usually could. And man, that was an absolute blast. Just a, a top notch facility. They got axe throwing out there. They got a banquet. They got some classic games there. I'm surprised Damon, when he was sitting in the arcade, wasn't over there playing Mortal Kombat because they got Mortal Kombat 2, like the old classic style arcade Did game. They pole position. No, they didn't have pole position. Oh, yeah, <laughs> they had like the old, like, uh, uh, bike style games and stuff like that. And then I was joking around with Andy. I was like, Hey man, I came across all these games here. And I noticed Andy is at the top of every, every, uh, high score. You've been playing these games. They, they were probably in his house. <laughs> You've been playing these games. All the I think maybe somebody was joking around with him. Just put Andy in. Had in his house. And then when they <laughs> built that new place, Sarah's like, look, I want these things out of the house. They gotta go. <laughs> that's good no uh <laughs> but uh you, know, you gotta you gotta give a big round of applause and, and take your hats off for what sarah and andy is are, are doing for carding yeah absolutely. Uh, they they bought whiteland when when it was it was on the verge of being sold to a housing uh a, um what's the word Edition. housing builder or whatever right. so they were going to tear the track up and put houses there sarah and andy step in they buy it not only do they buy it, they go down and repave it. They redo the pits. They they put garages in. They've made it a nice facility. Absolutely, I mean, there. It's a very nice facility. So what? Um, we got an interview coming out with Andy here, and I asked him. I was like, "All right, so you, you start in Indy. You put a, a indoor karting right next to the track. There, fantastic idea. World Motorsports of you know it's uh, world world known for for racing. That your next step, you go to Daytona. Fantastic idea. Right next to the track." world known for motorsports i said what's your next step is it spa is it uh silverstone what are we what are we looking at <laughs> so i wouldn't be surprised to see uh maybe talladega maybe uh 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 heck i don't know there's some some you watch out because it seems like they really got a a great idea obviously with these racing communities such as indy daytona it really facilitates uh, a company like that to to come in and and really just show the community that hey this is what we have to offer you know this is what karting is about there so uh, i think that's so awesome i even got a uh um uh no idea what he's talking about there yeah it's not in my email <laughs> but uh um, i don't even know how to get into my email so but, uh, yeah, just an absolute phenomenal time out there. And uh, what was even uh, – I was a little disappointed in Daytona here because, you know, obviously the the track is not where it once was as it was once on the beach. So yep. you would think, hey, you go on the beach, you find this spot where they are, and boom, you would you would see like maybe a monument, something like that, right? Yep. Nothing. Nope. Not a darn thing. We ate at the restaurant called the North Turn – and that's obviously like a, the, what exactly what it says, where the North Turn once was. So uh, that is, you know, they have like a little museum inside there, just different pictures, stuff like that. So uh, um, it's, uh, 
um, interesting to to sit there on the beach and just kind of look down and thinking, hey, this is where they used to rip down the beach here. They they would turn right in front of where this uh, restaurant was. It's kind of cool that I walked down the straightaway at Daytona. But uh, again, I was just very disappointed in Daytona for not having a even just like a, a race, like a, just give it two checkered flags out in the air, maybe, you know, something. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, they, Duke said, like he says, they're doing a great job promoting it. Jarring. What is jarring, Dad? <laughs> uh, jarring carding. Carding and jarring, they, they are pretty pretty similar. Carding is pretty jarring. <laughs> he's probably out there freezing and can't feel his hands he, right he's now. He's shaking <laughs> as See, he's typing. <laughs> <laughs> the wind is howling. Man. <laughs> right now, I was I was yeah, kind of curious right. about that. Like, what would happen if the that obviously they they knew back then that the, it probably a little more beach back then too, but man, yeah, what if a, a wicked uh, wave came in, something like that, and maybe uh, washed away a little bit of the straightaway? It'd have been fine. I mean, you know, them they started out, you know, as uh, most of them were uh, moonshine runners, so you know, dirt roads. They knew how to get out of it. <laughs> you know, they're, they're good. That's true. That's very good. So, so, uh, and, and and since we were talking about carding earlier, uh, I might as well go ahead and go out there and say it. I'm going on a strict diet and going to lose weight, and I'm going to get my fat butt back in the cart next year. There it is, Dwayne. Now we call you. You got to come out here with us. We're getting everybody yep. back into carding here, Dwayne. Come on out. Getting one. <laughs> Be like old times down at what Saturday night down at Whiteland, right? Daniel says, speaking of moonshine, I need a couple cherries out there. <laughs> you ever had those cherries covered oh, in it? Not, man. Whew. <laughs> Whew. So since we're talking about Daytona and NASCAR, uh, um, let's get in NASCAR. We're heading to Martinsville today. And but before we even get there, the big news, the big story of the week. Kyle Larson's back in NASCAR and signed with the Hendrick number five team. Yep. He will drive the, the number five and Hendrick came out and he said, uh, you know, I, I really hope, um, um, that people, the sponsors and, and the fans alike can see him like I see him. So obviously he sees something in there. Uh, I, I think Kyle has come out. He, he feels bad for what he did. Um, you made the mistake. Don't make it again. That's uh, that would be the one thing I can say. You you are on a uh, a strict probationary period here this year. You've got to mind your p's and q's. But you, you know, bigger news here uh, on top of the fact that he's going to be racing for Hendrick. But Hendrick actually going to allow him to run in dirt. Yeah. So well, uh, and you knew that was going to be part of the deal. You, you knew wherever he ended up. He was going to have it in his contract where he can still run dirt because that's what Kyle Larson does. That's what he loves, and that's what he's very good at. Right, absolutely. So uh, well, we'll look to see him make a splash here at the beginning of the season in Daytona. So that'll be uh, uh, something to watch for sure. So it's kind of like Ganassi, and uh, <laughs> Hendrick did a little bit of a trade there. <laughs> Ganassi takes Johnson away from from Hendrick, puts him on his uh, IndyCar team, and you know you're going to see him in a NASCAR there with Ganassi at those bigger events, I would assume. And 
in return, Kyle Larson heads over to uh, Hendrick there. So uh, uh, kind of plays in Kyle Larson's favor, in all honesty. And, and you know, when we were on uh, iRace the other night, and, uh, we were talking about that, and, uh, and, and somebody was talking about Larson and everything like that. And I said, well, let me ask you a question. You know, everybody talking about, oh, yeah, well, you know, Larson back in NASCAR and this, that, and the other. I said, what has Larson really accomplished in NASCAR? What has he done? Right. Everybody said, oh, well, you know, he didn't run for a good team. Okay, now, granted, Ganassi and, and IndyCar is different than Ganassi and NASCAR, but he wasn't running for Richard Petty Motorsports. Ganassi, Ganassi's NASCAR team is still a decent team. They're not one of the big three that we mentioned, but he's still it's still a strong team. And I just don't feel like Larson really did anything in NASCAR. Yeah, he went out and he won a couple races. He got some pole positions, but he never had consistent finishes. You know, now stepping into Hendrick, and we've seen that, you know, what Hendrick's been doing, they haven't been putting up consistent finishes either. Chase Elliott's been about the most consistent driver that Hendrick has, and he still hasn't been real consistent. So I, I, I still don't see why. And I'm not taking nothing away from Kyle Larson. Hell of a dirt car driver. Hell of a dirt car driver. But he he still hasn't proven to me anything in NASCAR. Right. No, I'm with you there 100%. Now, I do say, I will say, I think uh, himself and Chase will be the top dogs on that team. I think the the talent that those two have outweigh the other two by leaps and bounds. Um, So it would be interesting to see, uh, again, how those guys mesh on that team because at the end of the day, if, if you got some internal issues, it's not going to be good. But I think Chase and Kyle work together well. I think that ends up being a good team there to to watch and maybe get back to those Gordon Johnson glory days that they uh, they were before there. So to touch on Dwayne's issue, I think we're going to see that because I would imagine that was probably cheaper overall for the teams, uh, for NASCAR, for the the series, the tracks, um, so I, I could see that being more of a uh, uh, um, what's the the standard or status quo, right? So uh, I I could be wrong there, but I think we do see with the Xfinity, like he's saying, coming out and there's only not or one non companion show there, so a lot of these one day events in and out deals here in racing next year, but at the same time, I don't think. And not to bring uh, everything going on into this, but I don't think with the uncertainty uncertainties of 2021 that they want to throw out a full schedule and say practice on Wednesday and, and be out here and split these guys up. I think they want to try to contain for this next upcoming year and then and then kind of move forward going uh, past that then. But the bad thing about that is, and, and here's my complaint on that, you have a uh... – a lot of fans that like to go to these events, you know, the I'm truck race right. Friday, the Xfinity race Saturday, the NASCAR, race, the cup races on Sunday. So, you know, they make a weekend out of it, make it like a, a small vacation for their family or whatever. So now you're going to take that away and make it a one day event. I get it. I, I do. I get it. But at the same time, I don't know. Right. No, I, I'm with you 100% there. I see exactly what oh, you're saying. Trucks away from Eldora, that's crap, because that's a, that's a great race right there. Yeah, that I did not hear. So that would be uh, that would be a real big uh, hit there. But 
Uh, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Did Eldora run? Yeah, they did. They ran this year. I was thinking for some reason that that track pretty much shut down this year. Um, oh, no. They just didn't run their big uh, late model event. They, I don't think they ran the Triple Crown this year. Right, exactly. So, uh, I mean, th yeah, that's uh, interesting to see there. I think, uh, what was it, uh, Iowa, not on the schedule there next year. So, uh, um, And that sucks because that's, that's another good track. Right. So, well, we're, we're seeing some of these tracks starting to fall. I mean, we talked about it before with Chicagoland. Um, um, exactly, Dwayne. Yep, I agree with oh, you. I agree. I agree. I'm not saying that. I just, you know. You look at the other aspect from, like I was saying earlier with the fans and making it a whole weekend deal, but they did not run this year there. No. So I I, I think maybe uh you know we we could unfortunately and I hope like you said I I like that and especially with NASCAR bringing uh, dirt to Cup, uh, it, it's it's weird yeah. to take it away from the trucks at this point. So uh, I I really I'm hope that incredible. I hope that doesn't happen there. We'll probably shut down. Yep. So, Dwayne's cold okay. too. Oh, today they are at uh, Martinsville. Martinsville. Yep. And, the paperclip. Is is this a cutoff race? I was trying to think that myself here. I want to, man. We can't have many more races going into this one. Let's see here. I can find it. Keep talking, and I'll look. So, yeah, they, they go to Martinsville here. The champion of last year, Truex, looks like he was uh, second place here. So, uh, starting strong here. But, man, he's had these strong starts, these good uh, starting positions, but can't seem to get anything done when it comes to the race. And I'm not sure. Well, we talked about it before, the, the um, separation with Cole Pern. I think that was a big part of it. But Truex it has always been that driver that I really feel – could could push forward and get something going um with without necessarily needing that that uh uh Cole Pern behind him. But apparently I, I think uh, maybe I underestimated Cole Pern a little bit there. Yeah, I mean Cole Pern was a hell of a crew chief, man. And I mean him and uh Martin really worked well together. Cause um you know Martin Martin's first I wouldn't even say few, probably first five, maybe six years in cup weren't the greatest. And then when he got with that team and him and Cole Pern hooked up, that's when he really started going out and stringing some wins together and won a championship. And that, that was the duo to beat. Right. But, uh, it is, it I, is a cutoff because Phoenix is the, the final race here coming up. Uh, and right week. now you're a uh, top four. Above the cut line is Logano, Harvick, Hamlin, and Keselowski. So you got Logano is guaranteed. So three yeah. open spots today. So Chase, who's the other guys going at it here? Alex Bowman is right below the cut line. So is Chase. You got Martin Truex, and I think Kurt Busch is too far out to make it in. But I think it's between. Well, if he wins, you get a win today. Yeah, if he wins. Dwayne, yeah. to answer that, I'm a fan. We've talked about her before on the show. I think she's going to be a solid driver, competitor going forward. She gives that uh, – she's the best female I've seen so far to give the the, the men the uh, I don't give a shit attitude 
really excuse my language there, but she, oh, yeah, she'll give it right back to him. Danica would, would do it, I think, but not in NASCAR. I, Danica, you saw the one flip out. Danny, I thought we were friends. I thought yeah. we were friends, Danny. Well, <laughs> come on. Hey, Haley's not letting these guys push her around. If they're out beating and banging on her, guess what? She's going to beat and bang right on them. Right. right give, she's going to give it right back to them. Some people and say I she's really dirty in that way because she'll move you. But I think, hey, that you you look at what we what we used to uh, <laughs> exactly. She's like what you just said, Howdy. That's what Dwayne says. She's not afraid to give what she takes. Exactly, and and I think that's what you know. People they they want to see that these NASCAR fans, but I I don't think. And, and pardon me for saying this, but these old fashioned guys that don't want to see a female in the sport. They don't like the way she's driving. You put uh, Jeffrey Earnhardt in that car and he's driving like that, they're going, oh, my God, he's driving just like Dale, baby. Yeah, so, we'll never have to worry about that because Jeffrey Earnhardt's in the back of the pack. Well, but, uh, you, you know what I'm saying. I like, you, you get what I'm, I like the way they're bringing Haley along. They're not just throwing her in then moving her up to the next one, then moving her up to the next one. Exactly. They're really developing her. You know, keeping her in ARCA all this time. And now, you know, that she's been in ARCA a minute. Okay, now we're going to bring her in the truck and let her run a truck race and see how it goes. You know, they're they're not doing anything to really break her confidence. All they're doing is they're, they're doing these steps at the right time in her career, and it's building her confidence when she goes in that next step. So next year she'll be in the trucks. And I think she's going to be a terror in the trucks. And if there's any merit to what Stuart was saying, like we talked about last week to that Toyota program versus the Ford developmental program, she got out at a good time, hopped over to that Ford side, and, uh, man, she could really ride that wave up to the top. But like you said, I think the the biggest part of her success and going forward will be with her success is the fact that she's not jumping up. She's got daddy's money. She could. They could make that jump quick. But I think they have seen what happened through the, what, mid-2000, like this 2010 era, where we saw a lot of daddy's boys hop up into NASCAR, and it got really uninteresting really fast. (laughs) Really fast. So, uh, yeah, I I think uh, 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 that's kind of what what NASCAR needs. And I, I, I look forward to seeing her here, what we've said in the next two, three years probably, Stepping into Harvick's ride there. Yeah, I, I think the four car will be hers in the end. And and I think she's the real deal. I think she's going to be the best female driver we've seen in NASCAR this far. Yep, I completely agree. With that. She might be the best female driver we've seen to this point. That's that's true. That's true. So uh... and, and what Dwayne said, I think she's aggressive, not dirty. She's aggressive when she needs to be. If, if you run her clean, she's going to run you clean all day long. But if you give her the bumper, she's going to give it right back to you. And that's the way she should be. You <laughs> right. know, uh, have you, I, I love Dale Jr. Download. I love his podcast. And did you watch the one with her on it? I have not, no. Do yourself a favor and watch that. When anybody, anybody watching right now, watch the Dale Jr. Download podcast. I mean, it's the second best racing podcast besides Checkers and Records. <laughs> right, obviously, yeah. <laughs> but, uh. But watch the one with Haley on there, and you'll be like, you know what? This, this girl really knows what she's talking about, oh, and I, she does. I, I full-heartedly agree with you there, and I look forward to seeing her success here moving forward. I, I don't think 
you could say really a bad thing about her. So Gracie Trotter, I'm going to be honest. Yeah, I don't think I've heard of her. I've heard of her. I'm going to have to, uh, to look at that. Now you look at, uh, I, and I, I hate playing her down, but I, I just don't see Decker should be a super late driver. She, she no. did really good in the super lates. She did really good there. She, that's where they, they caught her and she stepped up in the truck. She's not showing that she can perform here at a, uh, a higher level than those supers. You, you just got to find where you fit in. I think at the end of the day, everybody's trying to to climb up and I get it. it it's part of your, your net. It's, it's humans, natural, probably uh, stance, whatever you want to call it, that you, you want to climb the ladder, but um, the uh, you're right. She does, but or he's talking about Gracie. I thought he was talking the uh, Deegan runs for a toy or not Deegan uh, uh, Decker runs for, or she's Chevy. Never mind. Decker yeah. Chevy. So, uh, but I, I just don't, I see Decker. That's where somebody like that. And I, I people might say that I, I'm bad for saying this, but unfortunately I think that's where pretty faces get pushed up through the, the ranks here. She's a pretty looking lady. She, do. she, she, she was decent. Like I said, she was good in super lates, but I just don't see her moving forward anymore. And, and it seems like they're trying to push her that way. And, and that's what it could be. I mean, I, I think, I think a lot of these young drivers that, you know, they put all these goals on <laughs> and then put them up in the next series. They put too much pressure on them for one. And for two, you know, it, maybe they're just not with the right team, you know, going, going from a super late model to uh, uh, a Gander mountain truck. It's two different worlds. Oh, I mean, whether you want to believe it or not, it, it really is, you know, so when you're trying to, you're used to the adjustments on this super late model is not going to work the same as the adjustments on this truck. And that's going back to Haley. The way they are developing her is perfect because going from Arca into the truck, a lot of that terminology and a lot of them setup changes are going to work. So she's going to, you know, and, and I think they're bringing her up with the, uh, the same crew chief. I think her crew chief has been with her for a while. Uh, I do so, believe you're right there. You get that relationship going on. I mean, no different than Chad Knauss and Jimmy Johnson. You know, Jimmy could tell Chad something, and Chad's got all that trust in him, and, okay, this is what we need to do, and vice versa. Chad could tell Jimmy something, hey, you need to start driving this line in three and four, and Jimmy's going to listen to Chad because they had that trust in each other and that relationship. I didn't realize Frankie Kerr is her crew chief. He's, he's, yes, she's got a pretty good crew chief. <laughs> So, yeah, but no, I, I do. I think if you look down the line at the uh, what the media wants to push is these pretty face females in racing. Deegan is by far leaps and bounds. She's natural talent. So that, oh, and her dad has done a lot to protect her in that situation, too, because, well, you, you know, that's one nice thing about with her. Her dad's been in the spotlight and her dad's been through some of this. Not not with the NASCAR or anything like that, but, you know, with the freestyle motocross. So he's seen the ins and outs of the business. Right. Kind of there to guide her and protect her. So I, I, I think her career is, is just going to skyrocket. Yeah, I, I would agree there. So we we talk about, you know, we were talking uh, Decker's crew chief there, the uh, former World of Outlaws, uh, Frankie Kerr. But you, you posted a video here on the page here this morning. I was watching that as I was having my coffee and, Man, that was interesting as all get at right behind us here in our backyard. Why don't you uh, explain the little? Oh, Rayburn? Yeah, that was cooler than anything. 
Oh yeah, dude. CJ's been, uh, you know, he, he, he was a driver at one time. He was, he was a racer at one Dad time. Dad raced with him at Speedrome. Do you see that? Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. But, uh, you know, CJ's been involved in racing, like I said, for as long as I can remember. He's been down that shop in Whiteland. He's built championship dirt late model cars. He's built championship cars out the Speedrome. I mean, he, he's just um, a pioneer and innovator in racing. And I, I was scrolling through Facebook this morning. I seen that, and I clicked on it, and I watched it. I was like, I got to share this with everybody because – just just to, what that man has done for racing and and still doing it my favorite he still got his, job, his nephews in there <laughs> and his family and they're still building cars i thought he was watching like the price is right or something he had like a a thousand inch tv up there and he's yeah. he's watching all the different videos of the shop it's like wow dude that's awesome but um my favorite thing in that interview that they did there was they they talked you know? say, say what do you play piano? Does anybody right, yeah. play piano? He was, he was really <laughs> interested in that. What about the treadmill in front of the piano? Do you right. run? She's like, let's not worry about that. But <laughs> I, I, that did ponder. I was, I was pondering. No, but it was when he was talking about how he was making his motors. Because he used to be an engine builder. Mm -hmm. So he was talking about going to uh, um, these... Uh, uh, engine builders at the or these chassis builders at the time and being like, hey, can you guys do this? Can you do this? And they're like, no, it's not possible. And he's like, man, okay, so I'm going to build my own chassis here. I'm going to get this done myself. And he goes, at that point, that's when I realized what was wrong with my motors. <laughs> I thought that was good. <laughs> so it took him, you know, so much, uh, you, 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 we, we talk about innovation and in, uh, racing, stuff like that. And that is right in our backyard here. Uh, really? Right down and in Whiteland. Crazy. You know, it's crazy where, where C.J. Rayburn's house is and his shop is. I know exactly. Like when that guy's driving on the road, I, I can could, I could pull into that dude's house right now from watching you know, that video. You know who used to live right next door to him? Who's that? Bob Glidden. Really? Former NHRA yeah, pro no stock champion. Yep, yep. <laughs> so, so the Glidden house and shop was right on the corner. And then you had CJ's house and shop right there too. That's cool. So you had you had two legendary racers next door to each other. <laughs> yes, the, I mean that's just really awesome to see there. Um, something I honestly I didn't know he was right here, yeah, uh, from Whiteland in that area. So uh, really cool to watch that video. If you guys haven't seen it yet, Howdy posted that today, uh, this morning on Checkers and Records. Check that out. It's what what was the the guy's channel? I want to give him a little credit. Uh, history, uh, history me. mystery man, or the history guy, or something like that. Let me uh, let me find it because that was a, a really good interview that yeah. they had. And like I said, I'm I'm, I'm now I'm wondering, does CJ do you do you run? Who CJ Rayburn? Yeah, does he jog? That one guy was wondering <laughs> if he plays piano. <laughs> It's like, no, that treadmill didn't look like it moved for a while. <laughs> history Mystery Man. Yeah, History Mystery Man. So, guys, check that video out by History Mystery Man. Really good video. Uh, C.J. Rayburn in there uh, from down here in Whiteland. So, good little yep. material there. You learned something new today. Hey, Tommy boy. Yes, sir. You know what day it is? November 1st.
Slide job Sunday, baby. Nice. Slid it in on me there. I, I'm woo, popping my headphones off. I'm uh, not, I shouldn't say I'm not looking forward. I am looking forward to Slide Job Sunday as well as, you know what's fun is I actually get a partake, I just keep ripping these out. I get a partake in Slide Job Sunday, the 305s, because it, it's yep. quick enough to, to pick up before the first round of playoffs here with the pricks of pavement. So I'm looking forward to that. And it is official now, 100% official, that the once what once was the Hawkeye series on Wednesday is now what? The Monster Mash. It is the Monster Mash. The Monster Mash. It's official now. Halloween didn't end yesterday with the Monsters of Dirt. We're doing the Monster Mash all season long here. Chummy Motorsports uh, sponsoring that one. So we're going to have some uh, fun here on CWTV with the Monster Mash here for the rest of the season. Monster Mash. (laughs) The Monster Mash. Daniel's all excited. He's in the playoffs, but he, you missed last Thursday. That's going to hurt you. That's going to hurt you. He missed you know, the first and, uh, round. You should have been here Thursday night because I, I actually qualified third in the developmental series Thursday night. Where'd you put her? Um, It wasn't pretty. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even going to discuss it because I'm going to get mad about it. Where was it at? Michigan. Okay, so tonight oh, we'll be at Michigan. So... That should be a, a fun one there with the pricks of payment. Do you know where the 305s, 360s are? I do not know. I was hoping John Etheridge was on here and could uh, break it down for us. <laughs> Dwayne Moss is saying that series is so much fun. Got to love those Enduros. Yeah, it's, it, it was a blast to call. I'm, I'm going over there. Hayden's in the super lates. He's going up against one guy in the super lates. He laps the entire field um, all but one. And then on top of that, man, you're just trying to keep up. We had more trucks in it this week. So it was really exciting. Dan thinks Eldora. Um, 305s are at Eldora? I thought that's where it was last week. No, last week it was at Kokomo. Remember, we were on a short track. That's right. Because you ran. Yeah, I did. Uh, uh, oh, if it's at Eldora, that's my jam. Actually, <laughs> Knoxville is my jam, but Eldora is my jam, too. I did a little uh, dirt racing here this week. I did... Uh, um, yeah, he was. Cardwell was on. Cardwell's usually on a real, real fast before we keep going on iRacing here. Got to congrats uh, Hayden on his first win in the dirt late model. Yes. Yes. One of many more to come there. So congrats to Hayden on your first win out. I had my Hayden shirt on yesterday. See, I had my shirt on yesterday and he won. Well, now you got to wear it every race he has. <laughs> All right. He's got to send me some more shirts, though. <laughs> right that's good you know he, he's got a plain gray suit maybe we could talk to him about that yeah maybe we could uh hook him up with a bruisey and a uh, bruisey could uh, do something nice for him so uh that's uh definitely like i said congrats to hayden out there but yeah we go back to uh um we're talking about uh hayden going out and getting that win uh you know who else was out racing last night Ty BTV, Tyler Blankenship's got him a dirt car, and uh, I believe last night was the first night out for it. Well, hot diggity dog. <laughs> Very nice there. I was talking to him this week about uh, getting with him on those uh, dual motion rigs and having some fun there because we definitely got to do a little oh, yeah, I, I do that. checkers and records Ty BTV collaboration there. 
So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think, really. Uh, we got the Monsters of Dirt all week long again. Uh, yep. Monday I'm off. Tuesday I'm off. We don't have anything going on Tuesday. Um, oh, so, yeah, because Tuesday uh, ECRS is done, aren't they? Uh, they got one more race, I believe, and it's an off week before that race. And then Thursday is the championship for the trucks. So okay. It's all coming down to an end here with the ECRS into – the next season there, I think they're going to make some changes, do a little adjusting there, so uh should be fun. Maybe add in a dirt series or two? Uh, you know, I, I have heard uh, some possibility. Well, look, look at this. Kyle Westwood's done torturing his cats, and he's going to join us here for the day. Oh, that poor cat, dude. I felt <laughs> for that cat when I seen that. You realize Princess was nowhere around. It was all Mr. poor Mr. Burt added a model for everybody. I was like, you wait till you go to sleep. That cat's going to go shit in your mouth. <laughs> right. Yeah, cats can be vindictive. <laughs> oh, most definitely. <laughs> well, I think it's, uh, he said he loved it. Yeah, he looked like he did. <laughs> so I think it's that time today. You got anything else we need, we need to chat about? I was going to say something I forgot, so it must not be important. Well, we got Mr. Bird on the show here now. We got all sidetracked here. It's time for the Checkers and Wreckers Picks of the Week. And that's right. It's time for us to make our Checkers and Wreckers Picks. And we want you to make them with us. So join along with us here today. And I will start them out. You don't think it's going to happen. I do, however, is a he is having a strong season end. My checker pick for today, I think he's going to advance into the next round here. I'm going to go with Kurt Busch. Okay. Uh, my checker pick, um, it's hard to go against him. I'm going to take Harvick. I'm going to go with Harvick here today. Look at the... The wreckers then. Hold on, I gotta see this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes, I do. I do see the similarity. What am I missing? I'll, I'll show it to you. It's good. Um, we we look down at the the wreckers here, and I'm gonna have to go with. I mean, I feel like you have to go with somebody in that. Um, uh top top tier or the the playoffs there and with that being said starting third i don't think he's gonna progress into the final series here today i'm gonna go with the 88 of alex bowman see and it's funny you say that because i'm gonna go with the nine of chase elliott all righty there so yeah i'm trying to where does he start is he's not up let's see i have no idea where he starts he okay. He's starting eighth, so he's still in that top ten. So it'd be interesting to see how those Hendrick cars finish out the uh, this race here at Martinsville. But then we look down at the. <laughs> I'm still laughing at Dwayne. <laughs> we uh, look down at the uh, dark horse pick of the day, and man, it's 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 hard. You got such a, a technical track here with Martinsville. Anything can happen. It really can. And I think I'm going to go with Cole Custer here today. All right. All right. All right. I feel like we've tried him a, a few times, but man. <laughs> Colonel Custer with the candlestick at Martinsville. 
at Martinsville. I'm going to take uh, – I got a funny feeling about this, and I think I picked him last weekend or the weekend before, but I'm going to pick him again. Uh, Chris Busher. All right. Hey, nothing wrong with that. I could see that kind of playing into his hand here uh, in a race like this today. So very, very good possibility there. Again, good luck to all you guys out at Newcastle Motorsports Park. Howdy's going to be perusing be there. through there. Oh, they just started at 11, right? Yeah. So they don't get started like uh, nine, like Whiteland does on Sundays. They they give you a little bit to wake up and go, right? Well, I mean, they've been practicing, but the actual races don't. I don't think the heat start till eleven. Okay, yeah. So if it probably won't end till what five ish, probably. Okay. So yeah, uh, if you're and local I remember here, what I was going to say now. Yeah. Did you see that? Uh, um, Michael Jordan and Denny Hamlin revealed. Uh, the, the car, car manufacturer they're, yeah, they're doing some uh burnt well yeah they, we knew they were going to be in a toyota but uh yeah they they show that they do a little burnouts there with it and everything and it does look pretty sharp it looks pretty sharp 23 xi racing it does look pretty sharp so I, i'd like to see it toyota team because toyota was kind of struggling with teams there uh they had gibbs and that was pretty much it well, and this technically really is a Gibbs car still. But. Well, yeah. well that, that's that's all the series. I mean, all the manufacturers. Uh, any Toyota is pretty much a, a JGR car. Any Ford is uh, pretty much um, – uh, who is Ford? Stewart. I don't think it's an I SHR. Thought, yeah, I, could say, be. I thought they rented. But then, it's obviously, Ford, Hendrick uh, and Chevy. Yeah, Chevy is Chevy is Hendrick with uh, Earnhardt Childress engines. Oh, okay. I thought they had their own engine. No, they're okay. Earnhardt Childress engines, and I know Ford is uh, Yates engines. Okay. I believe it's Yates and maybe somebody else, and I'm not sure who. I don't think it's Penske. And I don't think it's Roush either. Maybe it is SHR. Uh, it's probably Roush. It's Penske. Okay. I would never have thought that, honestly. <laughs> well, look, they are, they are, you know, Penske's been to Ford for a minute now. And they're besides Stuart Haas, they're one of the biggest teams in. Uh, well, I mean, Roush has been with Ford for years. But Roush just ain't the team that he used to be either, though. Right. So, but yeah, congrats. <laughs> Thanks, uh, everybody tuning in here today. Everybody watching out there. You guys are the best. Big shout out to all of the sponsors there. Orlex Acoustics, Butt Kicker Gamer 2. I'm getting my race butt kick later. <laughs> Bruzy Racewear. We got Talk to Tucker, the Rockstar Realtor, Sean Nugent, and then, as always, John Wayne Buzzard from First Financial Bank. Guys, thanks again so much. Check out. Uh, everything we got going over at www.bwsports1.com and for all the hap 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 as always we're driving for dyslexia each and every week as well so guys if you want to throw a, a a couple bucks in the collection plate for driving for dyslexia it goes towards a good cause to get a teacher trained in teaching kids with dyslexia so let's uh help out such a great cause there and help out elliot in his in his task to go fast i you, like that you learn fast you drive fast you 
you go fast. That's what it is. Howdy's about to head out fastly to Newcastle Motorsports Park, and I'm about to head up and take care of some of these fast kids. It's all fast day here today. Guys, yeah. thanks so much for tuning in. We appreciate each and every one of you. Tommy Boy, what do we do? Drive fast, shift hard, and keep the rubber on the road. Peace. 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 We're out. We're out.